what I told Matt, and, and I stick by this about the Muppets, is that it was basically just hee-haw with puppets. You're basically just hee-haw. <laughs> I kind of am. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And uh, Dan's twisted sense of justice, Dustin Rolls. That doesn't sound <laughs> right, Dustin. What? Why? What is? You know, what is? Is it? Am I that Dan? Is this? Just, that's you, I mean, what other Dan is there? A Dan. I don't know. It's, I mean, you're the only Dan I know. It is. That's not true. <laughs> there's only one Dan on this podcast. Well, that's, that's I guess so. I don't but understand. I, don't, I just don't get it. He's not got a twisted sense of justice. He's got a very morally correct sense of justice. Hmm. No comment. I think it's only twisted if you're the villain. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only right. reason you'd have to like complain about it, really. I'm ready to hand the villain title back to Dan now. Why is You'll Tori to... never the villain? <laughs> Tori's I never watch... done anything. I watch record. sketch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Tori's never done anything come. that would make her the villain. I don't. I don't know why that's not true. I'm sure she has. Can I. I think the problem is that, like, I kind of slide in under the radar. Like, when I do mm. something bad, you do something worse. Mm. Uh-huh. So, like, you're kind of, your awfulness is frequently my camouflage. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll find it's your weak of... point. Yeah. There'll come it's a kind week of... where you guys are, like, on your best behavior, and I'm just a flaming asshole. You know, there, <laughs> are, a lot of, there are a lot of people who would think that you're the villain for... Subjecting us to ducktails instead of justified. I mean, that's villainous in and of itself. I'm the one who nominated justified, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And yet... I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I was the one who offered that. <laughs> but did and not vote for it. I'm not against ducktails. But I brought it to the table. If somebody I else had nominated... Justified would it have gone through? No, no, that was all Dan. No, that was Dan playing, that, like, sort of like impulsive. <laughs> oh, this will be fun. I also don't remember about? like what knocked Justified out because in the end we had three cartoons. Was it three cartoons and Justified? Like how? Yeah, was our it was duck, yeah. DuckTales it was knocked com- out Justified in the oh. in the semifinal. Oh, it yeah. was completely well, I was unworthy. Duck- I didn't expect yeah. you two to vote DuckTales. <laughs> Dan was just like, I want to see what would ha- Just watch the world burn. It was a very but Joker you're the moment. One who let, but you were the one who let DuckTales win. It lost, and then you changed your mind. Mm-hmm. But what so was the other the option? Villain. Another cartoon. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think I did everything right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that whole scenario, the only problem, the only mistake I made was nom- was in the first round. It shouldn't have been Ducktales and then uh, Pushing Daisies. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They meant too. They meant too soon. Yeah. Should have been pushing daisies in Felicity, and then Felicity would have somehow made it through. <laughs> Come on, against pushing. <laughs> Dustin, the funny thing is that you you have to. You were the one who I pretty clearly remember did not change your plans based on how the draft was going. And, uh, you, like, I didn't you want to be unfair. How is that unfair? I didn't, I didn't want to rig it. I wanted to, like, this is my list. I'm sticking with it. But that's not rigging it. That's not unfair. That's, that's just, just gamesmanship. Like, you're just, yeah. it's a strategy. It's just reacting to hmm. Scenarios. I mean, like, I don't right. understand. I don't really know football, but like, do they just kind of keep doing the same throw play over and over again, regardless of what the other team does? Just the Jets. <laughs> I, I bet that's funny. No, not really. <laughs> that's actually the, the right response, Tori. Sports um, reference. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, look, regardless of whether or not Tori was villainous in the past, uh, we can all agree that Dustin is the current villain of the podcast. Um, as such, Dustin, you get to tell us what you're drinking first. Uh, sweet, sweet Allagash. The usual. Is that Allagash nothing White? Nothing new to say. It is Allagash White. I'm on my fifth of the night. Oh. Not since we started recording. Of the night in general. Okay. I mean, that's still... That's why I'm having coffee at the same time. It negates the alcohol, as you know. That's just going to make the morning worse. You're just going to be dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I'll drink a lot of water tonight. (laughs) All right. Uh, Tori, what about you? Well... I have a gigantic can of Topo Chico Margarita Hard Seltzer. Um, Topo Chico. Topo Chico. It is the size of my head. Did you know it's, well, I don't know if normal Topo Chico is, but the hard seltzer is canned by the Coca-Cola company in Milwaukee. Topo Chico? Well, at least they're hard. That Topo Chico? (laughs) This one is. (laughs) I don't know about the normal ones. Now, did you get this at the uh, gas station wine store, or was this at uh, the grocery store? Uh, it's at, a, at the grocery store, but at a different grocery store. I was looking at oh. all of the other grocery stores, local beers, and and then I saw this giant, giant 24-ounce can of Topo, and I was like, that might be fun. Was it in the end cap with, like, the chilled drinks? It was chilled. There was no end cap. It's just, there was a cooler. All the local oh. beers are kept cold. Oh, 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 I see. That's not in, in like the um, canned wine area. No, not it's separate. with the beer, even it's though the, it's it margarita. It's a hard seltzer. Nobody wants a warm hard seltzer. <laughs> but it's like a margarita hard seltzer. It's just margarita flavored. It's just lime juice and syrup. Oh. Sounds terrible. It's gonna. We'll find out by the end of the can. <laughs> it's fine right now. Apparently, they were bought by uh, Coca Cola about five years ago. Oh, and that's so, why they're making hard seltzer. That's why they're making hard seltzer, along with Molson, in conjunction with Molson Coors. I applaud you, know, you for buying a beverage for podcast reasons only. 
You would not not have normally bought that, would you have? No, unless I was just mm. feeling really curious. I'm not that <laughs> self-destructive. I only do it for attention. Uh, yeah. There are like uh, good things I could be drinking. <laughs> feels like real villainous behavior to me. That's not. You can't All make right. that. No, no, that's. <laughs> if anything, that's that's podcast terrorism. Oh, I'm sorry for trying to make things fun, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> sorry, I didn't just get Allagash White again. <laughs> As for me, I am drinking a, an, a strange concoction of, uh, uh, do you guys have this Adamune? It's, no. uh, it's a Japanese drink. No. The, it's like a Japanese soda. The, the main draw is that there's, it's like sealed by a marble. So you like punch the marble out and then the marble's still inside. Like you can oh. kind of see it. Oh, but, cute. uh, this is mixed with, uh, with, uh, whiskey and it tastes weird. That sounds great. Mm. See, that makes a really good podcast story that's completely mm-hmm. non-villainous. Because you can't really taste the whiskey or the soda, so it just sort of ends up being an oddly carbonated What is mix. the flavor of the soda? It's supposed to be bloody grape... It's supposed to be Agaretsko branded bloody grapefruit. Like the San yeah. character. But uh, yeah, you know, We've been know. doing this... Nearly three years now. I don't know why we haven't done a drinking game yet. Like with shots. We're going to oh, have to do that one night. that's not a good idea. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a terrible idea. Particularly that's, on a, that's a five a podcast year Dustin to. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to come up with a good game yeah. and do it at the end. Mm-hmm. And maybe on a day when we're not working the next day. Yeah, recording on Monday kind of. We could do a special weekend edition. We could. Okay. Okay. And now that we're on video, we can wear special pajamas. <laughs> or dress up in suits. I just or in suits. Right. We could do a new year we could actually do a New Year's one. But like, you know, at New Year's. Or we record it early. A Jul- <laughs> new I'm, Year's in July. I'm fine with it, yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, we are uh, just to put it out there, we are once again on the one hour timer. Uh we've Wasted 10 minutes of the podcast thus far. Uh, I mean, not wasted, you know, really enjoyed. Um, Much but, of that spent rehashing an old episode. Uh, not all of it, Dustin. Just, you know, a couple minutes. It's Look, if you weren't so villainous, maybe we would have not spent that You're time. dragging us down. Yeah. <laughs> dragging us into the past for your exploits. Um, but before we, we're going to do Dustin's five minute free for all, uh, which will, which we're going to, as we talked about last week, if you listened last week, uh, we're going to lob the shows at him. So it'll be even more chaotic. Uh, but before we do that, uh, it's time for Tori's Kung Fu Corner. Oh Um, yeah. Okay. So before, yeah, we're doing it before (laughs) Dustin does his shows because then he always tries to to talk about Kung Fu and it's like, back off, dude. Um, That's real. (laughs) That's kind of like a bad guy maneuver. Right. Um, So anyway, so Kung Fu last week was a big one where uh, Ryan's in a coma the whole time. So they're all like, is he going to live? Is he not going to live? And like, you know, 
spoiler alert, he does live. The cute part is that he wakes up after Sebastian tells him he loves him. So it's like a whole kind of sleeping beauty thing. I was kind of hoping Sebastian would actually like kiss him awake, but I get that that might have been a little weird with like his parents being in the room and stuff like that. But so, also sort of like comes out to wait. Did, did, did Ryan's parents know that he was gay? Yes. They didn't know he okay. was dating Sebastian. Sebastian. Okay. Um, but obviously like his mom was super loving about it. It was very, very yes. cute. Um, it was not super cute that they held it against Nikki that Ryan Seriously, got injured, yeah. which was a little weird. Cause I'm like, you guys were all in on this entire yeah. caper. Like you went <laughs> out of your way. It was clearly dangerous and you were all for it. And then one guy just happens to get shot and suddenly it's Nikki's fault. So Nikki was kind of having a bad time. Um, also, uh, Henry's dad's secret organization had this whole spell that was going to take all of the magic energy from the warriors and the guardians. And if they were, and it was going to like extract it. And if they did that, then there would be nothing to power the bell. So it would, it would stop the bell from going off. So that was like, should have been able, that should have been like the backup plan to stop Russell. And Nikki was all for it. And she was like, okay, you know, fine. I won't be, you know, special. and I won't be like a superhero anymore. But then she found out that they were lying to her. And it would probably kill Mia because Mia has, you know, more power than anyone. So she's like more magical and probably would have died. Um, so she tries to stop it. And then they drug her and kidnap her and Henry. And Henry's like, oh, no, my dad might have backstabbed us. But he didn't. He totally also was tricked by them. That guy's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's really nice. I hope they make, you know, I want him to just topple the organization and then they just kind of help out. He just constantly helps out Nikki. But we'll see what happens. Um, but he did end up siding with with Henry and Nikki in the big, like, showdown at the end where they have to, like, stop the spell and break the crystal and all this stuff. So that was fun. Meanwhile, Mia is with Jalan. And Jalan's, like, actually kind of really good for her. And they, like, are mm -hmm. training. And she... And they, they kind of have a plan to, like, kill Russell only when they find, like, the car that they think Russell is in. It's his daughter, Juliet. And, but then, like, the spell takes hold, so they're, like, kind of sick. And Jalan makes the choice to stay by Mia's side rather than follow Juliet. And it was uh, very, very touching. Um, and then, obviously, Nikki stopped the spell, so then they felt better. So then they chased down Juliet. So now they have Juliet held hostage. Um, Russell's very upset about that. Uh, theoretically, he could still do the bell thing whenever. Um, and nobody's mad at Nikki anymore. And Russell's okay. And uh, Ryan's okay. I wonder, though, what Ryan's parents are going to think when they find out that Sebastian is an ex-con with a murder conviction. They'll think he's a really great chef. Like, literally, <laughs> no one cares. And it's a manslaughter conviction. I mean... It's right. like who's It's just a little light manslaughter. <laughs> it could happen to anybody. What matters is that they'll probably be like, "Oh, hey, you are the only one who could wake our son up from his coma." Like that yeah. dude is in. Like he is golden. <laughs> like you know, like like what significant other has a better introduction to the family than hey i show up and wake your son out of his coma with my the power of my love that is pretty powerful yeah 
So I don't know how many more episodes there are this season, but it feels like we're really ramping up. I believe there are three. Three more? Ah. Not that I watched the show, but you know. No. That's how many I think that Riverdale has, and you probably know that, so you know that they're on the same schedule. Is Riverdale coming back in the fall? Because I hear that Kung Fu got moved to the fall. No, Riverdale is a winter show, a mid-season. Which, oh. is, but I think Riverdale is going to run through this time. It's just because Riverdale gets broken up a lot with a lot of reruns over the course of the season. And also, they're going to be on their final season. I think it's been yeah. announced. Yeah. Can anyone tell when in it's space a, when it's a rerun of Riverdale? Or do they watch it and they're like, this seems new? Ish. <laughs> Ish. Nobody remembers. No, honestly. <laughs> you realize if they do do the season in space, you can probably they're gonna, sue. I, yeah, yeah, I should, yeah. So uh, that's the Kung Fu Corner. That's the Kung Fu Corner. All right. Uh, thank you, Tori. Um, three episodes left. It sounds very exciting. Uh, I should probably check it out, and so should you. Should the rest of yeah. You. I mean, you're in season two. You might want to catch up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'll get Put down to Big Sky and uh, catch up with this. Have you started Big Sky? Uh, I've seen a couple of episodes, and I do plan on watching it over the summer because Jensen is in it. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we can make that like our, our non-official summer binge, because I want to watch it for now that Jensen's going to be in it. But I'll probably can't start it until after the boys. That's fair, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like a longer-ish season. So there's like 33 episodes you have to get through in two seasons. I know. I might have to do the fast-forward thing. The fast yeah. watching. <laughs> I definitely watched. I remember watching the first few episodes of Big Sky, and it was that first episode was really good. And then, yeah, I mean, it was the first episode was shocking. Yeah, at least. I mean, like I was I was entertained. No, no, the um, the. I don't know if you want the most famous person in the first episode uh-huh. gets killed off. Shut up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Penny, Penny was just trying thoughts. to keep you from spoiling things, Justin. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Um, uh, all right, well, we might as well move on to uh, our new favorite segment. Uh, Dustin Explains Television presents Dustin's 5-Minute Free-For-All. Uh, as uh, So every week, well, since we started this segment... Dustin is given five minutes to explain some of the TV that he uh, watches. This week, we're trying something new where instead of Dustin having his like prepared, you know, his, his prepared statement in order, uh, Tori and I are going to take turns shouting out the uh, the titles, which Dustin has listed for us. So we're just going to go around in random order okay. and uh, make him uh, make him talk about TV. All right. So Dan, you do the first pick. Okay. I am woefully unprepared for this. That's perfect. All right. Uh, all right. So when I start, then Tori will start the timer. Yes. All right. So here we go. Uh, Dustin, tell us about nine one one. Season finale. Buck broke up with a reporter, and uh, 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 Peter Krause had a big moment. I don't remember what it was about, uh, but. 
The big news was that Buck broke up with a reporter. Okay. Uh, this is us. Oh my God. Devastating episode. It's the one where Rebecca dies. Like this is the episode it's all been working toward. It's the second to the last episode. Uh, and uh, it's like the whole thing takes place on a train and you're watching Rebecca's life basically flash before her eyes. She's like meeting all the people in her life on this train and while she's in like a coma because she's about to die. It was really, really, uh, this show is, when it need, when it wants to be, it's really effective. And this was a, whew, a real uh, um, heart tugger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Uh, Angeline. Uh, so I was going to watch all five episodes. I ended up only watching one and it was pretty okay for what it was, but not my kind of show. Angeline seems like an interesting person. She was like an, uh, LA billboard person in the eighties. Famous. She was like the Paris Hilton of her time. Famous for being famous. Uh, I don't know. I, I found a lot of it distracting because of, uh, Emma Emmy Rossum was like uh, played an elderly Angeline, and there was a lot of prosthetics, but also like fake boobs, really large fake boobs, but also really old and prosthetic. It was that was a little distracting, but the story also was not that compelling to me. I think Kaylee, uh, who reviewed it for us, liked it a lot. And if you're really into celebrity culture and that sort of thing, I think you would like it a lot more. One for me. Okay, uh, the flight attendant. Uh, you know what? Are you either one of you watching The Flight Attendant? Can I just ask that? Dan, you're still no. on. This second season's not as good as the first season. I think, yeah, the first season had a book to work off of, and this they're just sort of flying. It's, it's not the same. She's uh, there's a lot of um dream sequences where she's talking to drunk versions of herself and sober versions of herself and young versions of herself and it's kind of just distracting at this point uh, it's a disappointing second wait tori did you catch up I'm still working on it okay first season great second season fine all right uh mr mayor mr mayor oh there was a big debate because they're having the mayor recall and uh the mayor has to try to uh, uh, derail Holly Hunter, who's running against him, and successfully does so. And then, like, the young influencer comes in and, like, steals the whole show. And basically, I don't know if she's going to win the mayor's race, but it certainly looks like she should. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, God. What a just ass. Just unbelievable ass. This episode, in one episode... Like, Strand, one of the main characters, switches alliances, like, four times. The whole thing, no, I have to just say, the whole thing uh, is uh, centers around a beacon on the top of the roof, and it's attracting all of these radioactive zombies, because it's in the nuclear uh, winter uh, inside of a zombie apocalypse. And all these radioactive zombies are coming toward them. It's a huge beacon, and all of these people are outside watching these zombies come toward them, all they have to do is, uh, the, the, the whole episode is uh, 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 Strand and Alicia trying to get to the top of the roof to blow out this beacon. But there's like 10 people with all these guns, like 
50 feet away. All they have to do is shoot the goddamn thing out. And it never occurs to anybody. Just a terrible episode. Uh, I think, I really think, I said it in my recap, that the showrunners got fired at some point and 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 they said this is you're going to be like your last season and they're just like blowing up the entire show and it's also being it looks like it's being set up for that like people are being put on a life raft and maybe those people that are going to the life raft are going to the eighth season and the rest of the people are just going to get killed off i think uh, that's what's going to happen all right uh time traveler's wife um, I like this show quite a bit, although there, there's uh, occasionally a really weird, awkward, god damn it. Sorry. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Seven shows, Dustin. Shit. I have to say this about Time Traveler's Wife. There's a scene in this week's episode, because, uh, Theo James, his character goes, bounces around in time, and he also interacts with himself a lot. So, like... Uh, like the young Theo James character uh, is being guided by the older one. It's like, hey, I'm, he teaches this, the older version teaches the young version how to travel through time using all the experiences had. So they interact a lot. But at one point, and I do remember this from the book, but it's a lot weirder. I think I remember it from the book. It's a lot weirder on the TV show when Theo James is giving himself an actual blowjob. He's like, I was 16. What else are you going to do? Of course you're going to do it. Yes, an actual blowjob, and it's and and it's played off as sort of this cute moment in the show. We're like, Wait. yeah, I was sixteen. Um, and his he, dad walked in on him, giving himself a blowjob. Like the teenage version was doing it to himself, or the adult version was doing it to the teenage version. It it was basically two teenage versions. Oh, okay. I mean, it's kind what? of hot. It's, but but it was, you know. What? Just, it was him. I mean, it's just You just fancy. think that because it's, it's Theo James. No, I'm just saying it's like, I mean, like, it's it's just him. So it's just masturbation. It's just very complicated masturbation. Sure. Dan, what do you... Well, the fact that, that it's both the 16-year-old yeah. version, I guess, is okay. Or it's it's better than... I thought it was you were t- saying it was like the adult and the kid. Yeah, and I was gonna be like, no. that's not okay. Yeah, but it's uh, totally fine for another teenage for one for a teenager. To, well, I, yeah, I guess so. It's still weird, and it really does do a lot of dancing around the the grooming. Uh, uh, I mean, they sort of play into it as like a ha ha, and but the whole premise is like she's always saying, you know. I, I've been waiting you for you for 14 years. My entire life has been built around my concept of you as an adult. Because, yeah. because at, this, at this particular time, she meets Theo James and he's a horrible asshole, but she's in love with the future version that she met when she was a, like 12. A yeah. Right. So it's Amy Pond. Uh, yes, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that what this this show slash movie slash book is about? Yeah, he grooming. He, <laughs> it's a guy that bounce, bounces all around in his lifetime, like, but it's not chronologically, and so he meets 
of this woman, his future wife, at different times, and it 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 feels like Amy Pond, but also a lot like River Song. Just like remember that episode where River Song meets the Doctor and she knows him really well, but he had never met her. Yeah, it's sort of like that. Yeah. So there are versions where she barely knows him, and there are other versions where he barely knows her. Right, because it's just where in their respective timelines they're interacting. But then also with the him interacting with himself, wasn't that the plot of that Ryan Reynolds movie? Sort of, yeah, yes. I mean, I know that that The Time Traveler's Wife, the book, predates the Ryan Reynolds movie. (laughs) And I think it probably predates Amy Pond. Uh, the one on um, Netflix recently. Yeah. Where he and a younger version of himself. Oh. I, I don't even... I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, um, it's a weird show. You uh, But right. I like it because it's a big love story, but... And Stephen Moffat is still perfect for it, but it's it does get a little awkward at times. So, so I'm still stuck grooming. on... Your groom, oh, the yeah. grooming you're okay with, but the, the, the blowjob was the problem. <laughs> no, I'm not. Again, it's like never been kissed. It's like if you grew up at a certain time or you, it, it's not part of the equation. But if you're watching it with somebody that grew up after that time, you're, you see it in that way. And you're like, oh, this is really weird and kind of gross. Never been kissed was fine. She was an adult. No, it wasn't. She was an adult, but the teacher didn't know she was adult. The teacher thought she was a student. Oh, yeah. And he was, like, hitting on her and, like, going on the roller coaster with her. And then she, like, outs herself. And uh, he's like, like, oh, you were lying the whole time. And then at the prom, by the way, where they were, like, (laughs) dancing together. It, um, Yeah. Is okay. that better or worse than just one of the guys? Just one of Which the Which is guys. the other female reporter goes back to high school. Did she fall in love with somebody? I haven't seen that one. Uh, Did she fall in somebody? She, she goes older? back. No, it's. I think it's the high school student. But like she's pretending oh, sh- to be a guy. So he thinks that they're just buddies. Oh. I, I think, is she a reporter? I think she's a reporter. I don't know. Anyway. That would be uh, worse. That's worse. Because at least one of them is an actual teenager. Right. Now I want to look that up. <laughs> I've forgotten that movie. <laughs> so um, let's talk about inappropriate relationships. <laughs> yeah. Just one of the guys. 1985, comedy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, plot. <laughs> Oh, I guess they're both teens, so it's okay. Oh. But she does teens. pretend to be a guy. Oh, well, right. that's fine. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of shows that you didn't get to cover. Some of yeah, them. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing, true. Dustin. Yeah. Well, what I I you know, I didn't have like a quippy thing prepared for each one of them. I know. Yeah, we kind of expected more from you. Um, some of them I think we'll talk about anyway. But was there anything? that you really wanted to say? I did want to say that I watched the Tim Robinson show for you. I watched both seasons because I was shamed last week for not having seen it. I mean, that's still only like two hours out of your day. Still? 
I watched it all, and um, it was good. I liked it a lot. That, um, it was a little repetitive. There's a particular brand of humor he has, and then it's utilized in nearly every every sketch. But it's a really good brand of humor, although, god damn, there were some of those sketches that were really, really uncomfortable. But there was one sketch that I could not stop laughing at, and I watched it twice, and then I showed it to my son, and then I showed it to my wife, and I was like, there's no way she's going to laugh. And then she laughed. Wait. <laughs> she couldn't uh, stop. I, I, I think we should guess. Yes. This can't be too hard. Tori, do you have a guess? Well, I'm just going to... I. It's not the coffin one, is it? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Coffin <laughs> Oh. So good. Wow. First one out of the gate. <laughs> it was so good. I'm glad that you're I'm glad that everyone also appreciated it. So that was like, is that like this the sketch from that show that everybody loves? That was probably the most memeable one, at first at least. Like I seen the uh Tim Robinson in the hot dog suit. That too. Yeah. Memed. <laughs> and then the um the car car ideas, the uh but that one's the old man specifically. Yeah. From season one, the uh, focus group. Oh, oh yeah, and the, the old man, man is yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. he's like, you have no good car ideas, Paul. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I did like it, and I did like it better than the Muppets. Mm, you just really had to say that. Oh, speaking of brands of comedy that you're just a giant <laughs> fan of, um, I'm so sorry about Kyle Mooney leaving mm. Saturday Night Live. SNL, yeah. That's a huge loss for you. I know. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was really very sweet that all of these people DM'd me and tweeted me and emailed me <laughs> to congratulate me that Kyle Mooney was leaving SNL. So sweet that I actually started to feel a little guilty like that I'm known for the guy who hates Kyle Moody. Well, to be fair, you did write your entire SNL recap making a point to shit on Kyle Mooney in your coverage of yes. every single sketch. Well, I, you know, I got to go with the brand. That was a pretty good... Did you did you guys watch the finale? Some yeah. of it. There was, it was a solid finale. Yeah. It was solid. I mean, part of it is that a lot of the... A lot of the sketches are very explicitly designed as farewell sketches. Yes. So, so like bringing back Kate McKinnon's uh, alien abductee, uh, future trend. Like there, there were a lot of callbacks to like popular stuff that they had done. Um, even the the uh, what's it called, the cut for time video. Yeah, was the rap. Like a very, oh, I didn't see yeah. that. Um, it was a it was a very uh, Pete Davidson. Like, it was, like, a perfect Pete Davidson kind of thing. Other than if they had done, like, one more chat or something. Yeah. I'm surprised that they cut that for time. Well, Update went on for, like, half an hour. Yeah, that's Yeah, Update was insanely long. There weren't that many sketches this week. Yeah. And they didn't even get to do uh, the Che and... uh, and, uh, The the joke swap. Yeah, joke swap. Which I love. But yeah, they had no time for it because it went. I don't know why minutes. they needed to have the boat guy. They could have cut that. A classic. 
Classic recurring character, Dustin. No, it's a terrible recurring character. <laughs> why do you why do you hate uh, comedy? Uh, yeah, comedy. I don't dislike comedy, and I like Alex Moffat. I just don't like that particular character. I think that character is actually good in a sketch, but not on his own. A lot of thoughts for someone who doesn't watch sketch comedy. Yeah. No, I just think that Alex Moffat is going. I, I, I he's going to be be a very good Beck Bennett. He's he's filling in that. Role. He's already been on the show for several years. He doesn't need I understand. to be Beck Bennett. He's but he, he was has, overshadowed by Beck Bennett for so long. And Beck then Bennett's been like, gone for two seasons. No, it's just one season, right? Oh, I don't know. Fine, one season still. Alex Moffat, but he always had his own like path on the show and i feel like alex moffat and mikey day for so long were sort of linked because of the trump brothers yeah but i mean they were consistently get, it's not like alex moffat wasn't getting screen time because of Beck, like like because he was constantly playing beck bennett roles but now i think he can play those beck bennett roles i think next season's going to be better i think these because be more aristotle atari yeah no that's no. true. I, you think he'll make it to the next season? He barely get any screen time this year. There are a lot of people Nobody barely get screen him. time this year. A lot of people I've talk been, about it. A lot of people are thinking about it. A lot of people that. are really excited, really bummed that Angelo has been cut for time twice mm-hmm. this season. Actually, three times if you count the... Uh, there was a Supposedly there was a cold open that they cut instead, and they made the alien sketch the cold open. But the uh, it was a cold open where they were out of ideas, so everyone was just pitching characters. So every it was like one of those like group sketches. Everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that one uh, I don't remember her name. Who was making fun of Joe's last season, last week? I think she's going to be the breakout of that. Oh, Sarah. Well, yeah, Sarah Sherman's yeah. clearly the yeah the breakout of of the of the new cast. Yeah. <laughs> and Dustin's so angry he had to walk away. <laughs> Um, what are we, where are we on time? Oh, we've only got 22 and a half minutes left. Oh my gosh. Oh. We're, we're quickly, quickly winding down. We probably need to talk about some shows. Like Made okay. for Love. We should probably talk about, I know we're not doing like structure, structure, but I'm yeah, sure yeah. Tori wants to talk about Made for Love. Well, I, I, well, but also because that would, it ended. Like we, right. so there's, you know, I mean, I don't you think know. think it ended, ended? Well, I don't know. Like, I think it would have been a good finale if it was the end, but I think it's also setting up another season. So it's this mm-hmm. kind of like, because um, like if that's the end of the show, that's not a bad ending. Like Hazel no. is con- in control of Gogol and, and Byron's stuck in uh, in his own body with the mm-hmm. the nice, dumb version of him in control. Um, I, I think it's hard to do it. Oh, wait. No, they they figured out a way to bring Ray Romano back already. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've kind of got him on ice. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, like, if there is another season, it's dealing with her pregnancy and Ray Romano, uh, her trying, having, likely bringing Ray Romano back um, against his wishes. Uh, Which also kind of undercuts that penultimate episode i don't think it does i think no. it's i think it's great because the what what uh, so what got me about that scene wasn't that it was a goodbye for ray romano it was that it was this 
this moment where like all the I think the show is ultimately about selfishness. And so you've got Ray Romano sort of not recognizing that the person who's helping him die is not the person he thinks it is. Hazel is too selfish to have ever done that. And the only reason he's willing to leave is because he's got a version of his daughter that he thinks can stand on his own. So he's willfully ignoring all of the signs that this is not the right Hazel because it gives him an excuse to die. So you right. have this perfect moment between the two of them, mm-hmm. but it's not actually father daughter. And it's, it makes it really like, so like when he's telling her, oh, like yeah. reminiscing about her childhood and like, you were such a pain in the ass, but I loved you anyway. And it's like, he's looking at her and like, she has not been a pain in the ass because that's not Hazel. Right. Um, and it's like, it's just so sad. And you think about like, you know, if, if Hazel had been honest with him, like they only got to that point because they all have been lying to each other. And so, like, as much as you can call it, like, acts of love, the only character there who has actually acted purely out of love, weirdly, is the fake Hazel. Mm -hmm. Like, she put her own desires on hold because she recognized that her father wanted to die. And was like, okay, I'll do that for you, even though it hurts me. Like, Hazel wouldn't have done that. Um, And he, you know he's the one that allowed that, that listened to the fake Hazel and, and essentially like entrapped his daughter, not realizing like, just like, it's his fault that Hazel ends up stuck inside her own body. Also, it's a very confusing show to talk about, (laughs) but anyway, so my, my point is, I think that that, like what I like about that scene is that there's so much going on behind like, it, it should come across as a very straightforward sort of, like, assisted suicide scene. Like, a father and daughter having a touching moment, and then he passes away. And what makes it impactful is that, like, it's that's not what's going on. Like, they only get to that point because of all of this lying and, and self-deception and deceiving each other. And, and it's... Right. Um, and so I really like the layers of it. So, no, I actually... Like, I think if she brings him back, you're just going to perpetuate that. It's like another chance for him and Hazel to maybe this time around actually tell each other what's going on rather than drug each other and kidnap them and put them in a hub and keep them alive when they don't want to be alive. Right. um, I mean, and and for, for Hazel, this is just more of the same in that, like, this is now the second time that she saved his life. Um, that he didn't want to. Yeah, that he didn't want to. Right. Um. Um, But I also wonder, I think, like, that next evolution. So, like, if the first season you're kind of looking at um, romance, and it was, you know, all Byron and Hazel, and, like, you know, how far Byron stepped over the line, and and how they didn't really know each other. And it's kind of, you're looking at at, uh, a very, you know... um, over the top, a very heightened version of romance, but you know, you're kind of dealing with real issues there other than the spy chip. But, um, I think this season was much more that father daughter dynamic. Um, and so if there is a third season now, Hazel would be the mother. And so like, yeah, she could bring her father back, but would her decisions be changed? Like will motherhood change Hazel? Or is that another form of like, we think that it makes a person selfless, but like it really doesn't. Mm -hmm. She can still be, selfish and manipulative and you know 
and maybe she'll still not listen to what her father wants. So anyway, I just I think there's a lot more going on in the show than I think the sci-fi premise. Well, now you you really made me want to see a third season because Ray Romano said goodbye to the wrong person. <laughs> well, and let's he not needs, forget. What Hazel needs to come needs to become her consciousness in a certain way so that they can say goodbye on the right way. Right. But I also wonder if that's, I mean, that is the one thing I'm not sure about with Made for Love is I don't know if this is a show maybe similar to Barry where like character redemption is on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think Barry is a show where like right. he's very much trying to be redeemed, but like is going about it in all the wrong ways. And like, I similarly, I don't know that Hazel, like, I don't know. I think it's setting up all of these conflicts to examine the various ways people uh, maybe confuse love for other behaviors or use love as an excuse to get away with other behaviors. Um, something like, you know, I, I, what I really liked in this season was when Byron and, and Hazel finally had that conversation where they're like, you know, why did you marry me? And of course, like, they never actually said that, even though they'd been married 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, and Hazel's like, you know, I just wanted to escape from my life. And Byron's like, yeah, I just wanted, I thought if I had you, you might fix me. Like, I know I'm broken. And, and it never was about love. They were using each other. They had their own kind of selfish goal. And they latch on to someone else to, to succeed. So I think like, and I don't know that it's positing that, I mean, it's not great, but I think it's, it's more about what love is than that these people are going about love wrong. It's just sort of like, I think everyone thinks of love as this perfect thing. And like, honestly, a lot of stuff goes on <laughs> that isn't exactly love. And that's just, this is a really heightened way of, of exploring uh, versions of that. It is an interesting parallel to Barry because they seem to have a similar the relationship between Barry and what's her face? I can't think of her name. Have a, Sally has a similar Sally has a similar dynamic in that they're going about love for the wrong reasons. And not or really they're listening. using and they're using love to justify it, like in this week's episode mm-hmm. where Barry's like, oh, I'll gaslight this woman and basically torture her because that's what I would do for you. And she's like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. When for him, and, it, and, and that, I like that, because, but it's the opposite. We're like, that was the first moment where he's really honest. Like, we, we're, it's Hazel and Byron are constantly, like, keeping things from each other. Or all the characters mm-hmm. are always keeping things from each other. Like, Barry finally attempted to be not fully honest but like you know even though he couldn't say everything about his life like be honest as to who he is and what he's capable of yeah and i did appreciate the fact that that sally like immediately shut that down because it's like yeah like (laughs) it's really i really thought that was gonna go in a different way (laughs) because like well and and it shouldn't have like realistically Anyone should react that way, but because it's a TV show and we've been set up to think that these two are endgame, you kind of think like, oh, God, is Sally so screwed up that she's going to be like, oh, like find it romantic when it's the least romantic thing. 
Right. right. But also because Barry's our hero, we're kind of like, you want to root for him because he's finally opened up to her, even though she doesn't know how monumental that action is. Mm-hmm. So I really like the way that happened where she just immediately like, no, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> this was also a, an episode of Barry that, oh, sorry, Dustin. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say it, it, it also like Barry's been pretty dark this season. Like I feel like darker than, and I mean, not even there's necessarily necessarily been more violence, but just uh, the, the mood of it is definitely darker. But this particular episode had, again in a dark way but like some of the funniest like kind of like bits or like like the ways that everyone is being punished are kind of like they found like the funniest version of it so like when sally's show is canceled it's canceled in like an absurd like oh it's been on the service for 12 hours and the (laughs) algorithm's already decided oh it's not worth it uh and then uh when the um when the uh when the the plant shop gets attacked, like we see it from the roof with like while the guys on FaceTime with like their bosses um, and it's just chaotic. And then the the way that I mean, I, I'm it's probably not over over, but the way that uh, uh, the the family that's been after Barry the way that that's resolved uh, is such a like (laughs) shitty, but like darkly funny way of like, Oh yeah, of course people who have no idea what they're doing with a gun are going to fuck up and like accidentally shoot, shoot. She shoots her son. Oh my God. Yeah. And then Barry the gunshot and then like just the car driving off. Like, do you think Barry figured out like, Oh, somebody's coming after me. I think he'll. I think he'll realize it next episode. Yeah. Like I don't. Like, like start I think putting he'll, he'll, the pieces together. Yeah. But like. Yeah. Yeah. But in the moment, oh, he's also, just kind of like, I'm just gonna let it go. The same when Stephen Root is like, um, with that motorcycle lady, and he's she's like, you know, all of the, the you know, I know who killed your brother, and she's like, I don't care, and she, and all these different ways, and then she's like. Uh, he owes your brother like $1,800. She's like, oh, now you have my attention. Yeah. <laughs> but my question about Barry is, are we supposed to like Sally? I never, no. Okay. I don't think so. She's very self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like I did like her a little in the first season, but yeah. since then, not at all. It feels like everyone is damaged and awful in their own particular way. Like hers being how self-absorbed she is and how, like how desperate she is to succeed and how that's like making her, you know, like the way that she treats pretty much everyone else, you know, even when, even when it's covered in niceness, it's, you know, it's not, or, or the way that Gene is a monster, or was a monster basically his entire career, apparently. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who, like, weirdly, Noho Hank is maybe the purest soul, and yeah. he's like a, he's a drug dealer. But it's also, like yeah, he's only people. pure because he's incompetent at his job. Like, he's right. a gangster who isn't, can't gangster. I do, I do think like the Gene thing, his comeuppance at that dinner party was really interesting because it's Mm -hmm. like, 
obviously not at all the same scope as what Barry's facing, but I think it was a little bit of like, you know, uh, Gene kind of having someone call him out on like, no, saying you're sorry isn't enough. You right. just want to not feel bad. Like you're not actually putting in the work to redeem yourself and I don't forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what he did to Barry. Of course, Barry's crimes were literally yes. crimes. So, right. you know, <laughs> it's, but I like that you kind of have uh, Gene being in that moment, put in the same position that Barry has been put in. Right. Who's that woman? Basically, they're all awful, and they all they all deserve each yes. other. So what uh, do we think? So now the whole the big thing moving into next episode, I think, is that the dude that Barry, whose life Barry saved, the one who like when he was in the military got shot through the oh, face, right. yeah, mm-hmm. is now the FBI agent who's investigating the murder that Barry committed. <laughs> Right. So he's clearly on the ball. He's clearly going to figure out that it wasn't the Chechens. But on the other hand, is he going to like let Barry off the hook because he owes his life to Barry? Mm-hmm. Is that how we get out of this season and into the next? Maybe. I don't think he's going to let him off the hook. I think he'll yeah, end up getting killed somehow. Everybody keeps getting killed. Anybody gets close to Barry ends up dead yeah but it's true i don't know i'm oh still God. enjoying it the the <laughs> i'll just make the furniture a little smaller <laughs> <laughs> i'll just replace like her dog scene. with a it's slightly like, you know, different standard, dog. <laughs> standard stuff uh, i was like why hasn't the show been that the whole time he just walks in and kills people i want to see yeah like gaslighting <laughs> the gaslighting <laughs> It's, like, it's, you know, it's stuff I picked up in the military or read it. <laughs> um, uh, can we talk we about hacks? About? Yeah. Was it, was it weird Dude. watching that episode of hacks on with the cruise, the lesbian cruise, when all of the stuff about the Mulaney and, and Dave Chappelle show was going on on the internet? Oh, I saw. I saw like, it before that. I'm trying to. You saw it before that, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah it was probably like a day later because I had like a. It was very, obviously, like it was written and filmed, very differently. Right. But like, I had just spent all of Twitter hearing about like you know this, people being in an audience, uh, where a comedian like is performing jo- like very offensive, essentially very offensive jokes that they were not prepared. Yeah. For. You know, they paid Mm -hmm. to see Mulaney and, you know, Chappelle shows up. Um, Right. Yeah. And obviously, like, that's not exactly what, you know, I'm sure, like, the cruise book, you know, advertised that it was Deborah Vance. But the way that show goes down and she's just insulting the audience. And I'm just like, that was one of the more uncomfortable things. It was very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. I had to leave the room. I was like holding my head like, no, <laughs> shut up. Just stop. Yeah, they're not giving her any, uh, I mean, she got a big moment earlier in that episode, but they're not letting her have any sustained highs yet. 
No. And it's made for uncomfortable viewing. Not in a bad way, but. Yeah, I mean, her only highs are against Ava. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of her oh. wins are just being better yeah, than Yeah, the, the, the way that she used the opener comic against her and just kept oh, praising yeah. her in the green room. This is, I think, the previous episode, but. Yeah. Just being like, oh, you're so funny and you're such a good joke writer. And the moment Ava leaves, she's like, all right, you can go. Yeah. <laughs> Your hands are so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to the to, to the yes, Penny. All right, she, is Penny? Yeah. Yeah, she's chasing the cats. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the the uh, the cruise ship of it all, it's interesting because the. I mean, it's it's a little bit. It it's in the same arena, but it's a little bit different in that, like. It's, for Ava, it's like a defense mechanism of like, she's trying to dig out of a hole. Like it's not defined. Like it's like it, the difference is like, it's like the early Chappelle reaction. Like now at this point, he's just like, no, I'm just going to tell jokes that I want to yeah. tell. And like, it's, it's because I know it's going to offend you. Right. Where it's just like, this she's, felt- she's not trying to offend them. She's trying, she's like, Oh, I told one joke. Oh no, I got to win them back. Oh no, I'm digging the hole deeper. Why, why are you, why are you like, why aren't you enjoying the fact that I'm telling these jokes? These are just jokes that she keeps digging. Yeah. Um, like she's this in the felt first a half. a little of like that. Michael Che trying to deliver uh, an update jokes to the same crowd. Yeah. And thinking that this will be funny to the crowd, but then having that crowd sort of turn on. Mm-hmm. But also that was like... Uh, so far this season, like, the most stand-up comedy we've seen on the show. And I always like those stand-up bits. Yeah. But this one was a huge bomb. Oh. Well, I think it was also I would like to see her show, like, her working through her past. I'd like to see that whole show. Yeah. You don't actually want to see it, Dustin. <laughs> what if she does, like, a sketch in the middle of it? <laughs> I like stand-up. Yeah. It's a lot. It's Dustin. Did you like that... D- Dustin? Did you like Studio Sixty? Yes. The Sorkin show. He, <laughs> yes. he, he likes sketches when they're in drama. Did you like those sketches? <laughs> no, I didn't like those sketches, but I liked the show. Okay. They were bad <laughs> sketches. All right. I mean, that's it's easier for you to say that now, Dustin. <laughs> um, uh, we have two minutes left. Uh, but I wanted to get a brief uh, snapshot. Dustin, Atlanta, the season finale. What did you... I don't feel comfortable weighing in on Atlanta. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't... Did you I enjoy didn't it? The season for, no, okay. not really. I, I liked um, uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's appearance. No, he was very weird. Yeah, the whole episode was really weird, and it felt like weird for weird's sake at a lot of points. I mean, like, just throwing... I mean, they're trying to get to the bottom of Van's depression, mm-hmm. but they do so by throwing in Alexander Skarsgård naked and cannibalism. I mean, it was just, like, I think too far afield. I really liked a lot of the Stranger episodes this season, but I did not like that one. 
Well, the one thing that's weird to me is that in the past, the the show has been surreal in ways where, like, it's surreal around the core four. Mm-hmm. But in this one, Van was surreal because Van was trying to live this other life and, yeah. like, putting on a, a fake French accent and being, like, living this whole other life that, like... And, I mean, it's it's it makes sense emotionally by the end that like this is a reaction to like her depression and stuff but it's still strange that it presents that way when like the characters have never presented themselves like like they've never been not themselves whereas this is an episode where she's not herself um in a season where she's not herself so i don't maybe that's the point but um but it was i don't know I, i i left it feeling like i feel like i'm missing something and like there's something that i'm not getting about it um because I didn't connect with it, I think, similarly. No, I didn't um, no. But. Uh, I thought it was a mostly successful season. I will be happy to see them back in Atlanta, though. Yeah. Tori, Tori hasn't been watching. But that's I haven't thing. been watching, but now I'm like, I really want to catch up. I heard Alexander no, Skarsgård naked and cannibal. Yes. <laughs> like, why am I not watching? Uh, that that's very brief, but it is entertaining. the The duck means we have hit our hour timer, um, Ooh, so we, we need to we need to wrap up. Um, Dustin didn't even get to talk about his favorite show, The Resident. Uh, real bummer. What? Um, no, I don't. It's in your giant list of shows. We it didn't was talk New about Amsterdam. Uh, I was next gonna... week is the finale, so we'll talk about it then. Of the Resident, okay, I'll ask you. Hmm. We're going to keep doing this format, though, right? Where we pick the show order? Yeah, yeah. I'll just be better prepared so that I don't ramble. Yeah, I think maybe we have to be more ruthless and, like, cut him off faster. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't prepared. I mean, look, it's it's tough. Uh, not every week's a winner, you know? And uh, maybe that's, that's I went okay. from 26 shows to seven. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and you're gonna be like, it was probably the beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or it was. Fear us. the Walking Dead sidetracked me. I hate that show <laughs> so much right now. You were the one who said it was good. No, I said it was good like four seasons ago, I and don't... for eight episodes it was. But it hasn't been since. Yet you keep watching. Pay the bills, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's a good place to end, I think. Uh, That's the show. We'll be back next week uh, with more TV. As always, uh, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.